0: All right, welcome into the Tiger Miners Report here. Week one, as we recap all the action across all four teams in the Tiger Management system. I'm Rahelio Costiling's time is Chris Brown. And we'll be doing this every week. And we'll have a at some point too, we'll have a we'll be having a producer actually. I have a there's an intern from the University of Michigan, Dear One will be joining us in May. And he is a big baseball guy, and I'm looking forward to having him on the podcast. And he'll be producing and hosting, and he's watches the system as much as we do. So but for now, it's Chris and I and, and Jake occasionally when whenever he can hop on. So coming up tonight, we'll be talking a lot of pitching debuts. We saw Dylan Smith, saw Madden, Ty Madden made his debut. Today, the West Michigan Whitecaps offense started off on a hot, it started off really well on Saturday and it kept going. And a, a good evening to Hens Highlights. And we'll be talking to some Toledo Mud Hens as well. And Lakeland Flying Tigers. And I wish again, Chris. We've, I said it once. And I'll say it again. Little, little camera will be good. I mean, just one camera will be nice down there.
1: Yeah, it would be. That would be ideal. You know, we, I, I still haven't looked around. Uh, we know that the Yes Network was down there for the first game on Friday because it was the debut of of Tampa's manager, the first female manager of regular season baseball or whatever of a full season team, and so they they had that game. But I haven't. Uh, I wanted. I wanted to find like a torrent or something like that, if if possible, to try to get some video of our guys. But I haven't found it yet. So, yeah. We just for now, we just have to wait till they're in Bradenton to get some video of them.
0: Well, it's nice about the video they showed too. Was it was pretty much the quality saw from the S yes Network.
1: Which yeah, it was. It was. They basically kept the spring training cameras down there. I assume.
0: Yeah, and it looked it looked fantastic. And so uh, kudos that to, to air that too because it is very historical
1: and i wish all the cameras
0: like just have a professional quality the minor leagues i know that's sacrilegious to say that in certain cases but and i mean right now we look at some of the crowds over the week it was cold it was cold let's not face it today was the first nice day in michigan we've seen over 50 degrees in quite some time
1: yeah today uh today was very nice actually it, it was still a little bit chilly once the sun went down but uh yeah, it, it's one of those things. Early in the year, you, you know, you see the the minor leaguers. You see them breathing, and there's, you know, see you can see their breath. You see the pitchers blowing into their hands after every pitch. You know, it's 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 cold out there, and it's hard to tell. You know what pitching performances are a result of the temperature, or you know mistakes or whatever. But yeah, it hasn't looked great particularly for the starters up at the big league level but uh, some some good stuff going on in the minors for sure.
0: Yeah, and we'll get we'll start with Toledo as we were down there for opening day and it was we mentioned that during the post game show that it was we were really it was, it was cold and just mentioned that again kind of redundant but still the Mud Hens wise played a team with Rochester who started kind of heating up their bats a bit as the Red Wings we were kind of joking about this a little bit about how their their talent stands but as far as offense kind of struggled the mudheads offense struggled a little bit the last two games of se- the last two games of the series really it was friday and sat was it friday and saturday and they were able to for the most part i think they split i'm trying to remember if they split the series
1: no they went they went they won the opener and then they won in a walk off today and in between it was really ugly they yeah. they got smoked uh, their offense was not good. This no. I mean, there was a, a bullpen meltdown, I I want to say in the second or third game of the week. But uh yeah, the Rochester was just piling it on. So so the uh yeah, the the Mud, Mud Hens struck out seventy-seven times in six games. Uh, you know, one of those games went twelve innings, but still that's eleven strikeouts a game. It was not great. They they uh we Ryan Kreidler and Cody Clemens had a, had decent starts. I think Kreidler went uh You know, hitting three twenty, two doubles, two home runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, and Clemens three oh eight with double, triple, and homer, but he's only got one walk to ten strikeouts. So it's another thing where early in the season, maybe guys just don't quite have their timing, or you know, it's cold (laughs) and it's hard to swing a bat when you're super cold. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't a pretty week on offense for the Mudhens.
0: No, they combined for go Saturday and Sunday for 10 with runners in scoring position, something like the Tigers have struggled with and mentioned that Cody Clemens and Ryan Kreidler are pretty much, Kreidler went over four on Saturday, but he didn't end up having a nice game today as he continues to, there's, I think out of everybody, we continue to see this. We saw this last year with Turkelson Greenlee, call him up, call him up. Mm-hmm. And today he went one for four and with a double. Yeah. With a double. So you can take that. That, that that works out pretty well. And Ray Peloselli got things going with the home run, and then Lester got the game winning uh, walk off home run in the ninth. So, in terms of con- contributors among the topper, or excuse me, the more ep- prospect wise, Clemens did play left field today. So that was a yeah, good he, sign.
1: Go ahead, Chris. They're, moving, they're yeah. moving everybody all over the place. I said, Willie Castro playing shortstop, Willie Castro played center. With Castro played second, Zach, Zach Short playing all over the place. They're really getting guys' time everywhere. And yeah, like you, you pointed out, you 0 for 10 or whatever the runners in scoring position. They won today because they hit two uh, solo home runs. It was funny. Lester's home run was the walk off and he walked. I think it was a 3 0 pitch or 3 1. And it was you know, four or five inches off the plate. And they just called it a strike. And then he homered on the next pitch. You're like, well, all right, fine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, they, you know, they've got a lot of talented guys on that team. There's a lot of guys with, with big league time. That's not uh, un, you know unheard of in A, but I'm sure they'll pick it up down the road. And um, I don't know, the pitching staff, if we wanted to get into that yet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially Rodriguez, who pitched today, for the second time in the series, five innings, five hits, one walk, one strikeout. So he didn't strike out as many, but he was able to keep the ball in the ballpark
1: yeah i don't i we were talking about it because he pitched the opener too and we couldn't we saw him last year too i I still can't quite figure out what's going on with nivaldo rodriguez the fastball is like 90 to 93 tops and but he doesn't get hit hard he hasn't given up a run in two starts and he doesn't miss a ton of at bats he he, or at bats or ton of bats (laughs) he does miss a ton of bats because he's a pitcher he doesn't hit anymore uh but yeah, he, he, he got a bunch of strikeouts in the first game, but not today, like you said. But still, I, I don't know. I, they He was on the Astros' 40-man for a reason. The Tigers put him on their 40-man last year for a reason. It's just one of those things that doesn't really jump out when you're watching the guy, at least not to me. Um, but, yeah, you know, two starts without any earned runs. That's a good good way to make a living. And then uh, we also we also got to see Bo Brisky's first start at AAA, which is, I think, worth talking about. And anybody who wants to look at it, we clipped the whole thing and put it on the, the Tigers minor league report channel on YouTube. So you can watch all five innings. He's the only other guy on the team aside from Nivaldo Rodriguez, who's thrown more than three and two thirds innings, you know, cause it's early on and starters don't get a lot of work, but they let him go. And, you know, the numbers are kind of ugly. Five innings, seven hits, five run runs, one walk, four strikeouts, two home runs uh, in, in five innings. But I, I think that, There are still a couple things to be encouraged about and he he still threw a lot of strikes. You know, that's one of the things we pointed out in in our preview of him. He he really pounds his own. And I actually think he got squeezed a couple times. And his defense let him down a couple times. That's gonna happen in Triple A or you know, kind of happened in in Detroit today, too. You're not always gonna have the best defense behind you, but and his mistakes were kind of what we talked about in, in the the breakdown we did. He gave up two home runs on fastballs that were too low, basically. His fastball gets hit a little harder if he's not locating it up in the zone. And that's what happened there. And, and they went out because it's AAA A and these guys don't miss mistakes. But, uh, otherwise I thought he looked pretty good. His changeup was still good and the breaking balls were better than what we saw in our breakdown. I thought in the starts, we were looking at our breakdown. were from, we looked at two from the beginning of last year and one for, from later in the season. And I thought the breaking ball later in the season looked better. And I thought it looked better than that today. Or, the, you know, not today, the other day. Uh, still, I still wouldn't call it good, or maybe even average, but I think it's improving, and it's a useful third pitch for him. So, I don't know, I think he'll get better. It's, uh triple you know, AAA's tough.
0: Yeah, and one of those, there's a couple stat lines we'll get to in a, in a second about that, because I think that people tend to forget that you can't, you can't judge the scout. Don't judge the scout line. Don't do that, don't judge the box score, and it's something that any scout or anybody will tell you that you have to incorporate that as much, you know, much as possible. And one of the things that I noticed about Brisky's start was we mentioned it correctly, Chris. The the strikeouts, it was. Or, excuse me, the strikeouts, but the the off speed stuff, it was it had more snap to it. It was gave some more downward action than before. Where it was a curveball that kind of was a get me over curveball. Yeah. But there was one thing about his fastball he's still able to do. Still able to elevate it and set it up well, and that's something that a lot of the batters were swinging right through his fastball, which is a a good sign. And I I wish some of the advanced stats right now minor league splits is not working, so everything's kind of up.
1: Oh, I haven't haven't checked.
0: Yeah, I checked. Um, uh, I was checking early because I was trying to see his uh, swing strike rate or yeah, mm swing swing strike whiff rate, and I was trying to find something like that because that's always a good indicator because Ro- rochester ended up warming up their bats eventually but there's one sat line of all the pitchers want to talk about but chris go ahead i'll i'll, I'll let you well,
1: i'd say yeah i mean we could we could play the video Yeah, <laughs> it, out swings and strikes uh, swinging strikes if we want the um yeah the only other i think noteworthy outing down there was michael pineda who uh you know who was kind of laughably efficient there's three innings i think he gave up one hit one strikeout, 33 pitches in three innings because he's and he he's just enormous. He's a big refrigerator on the mound. Um and you know, he'll get a couple more starts, but he'll uh, he'll come join the Tigers rotation soon enough. It wasn't I, I, there wasn't a whole lot to take out of that. He was throwing the ball where he wanted to and people weren't hitting it hard, so um yeah. And then I I don't even know who uh well, you know, I liked Ricardo Pinto's outing, but uh the, we can talk about that later down the down the road when uh, if and when he ever uh has to get called up. So, so we got
0: we had the brisky outing. If you're watching us live on YouTube, we have the brisky outing up right here. The line I wanted to talk to you about that I did not expect mm-hmm. was the line of Drew Carlton, three innings, nine strikeouts. He struck out five today. And he was, I think we saw him, I believe it was opening. Was it opening day or I maybe mean, I mean it was opening day. Yeah. Cause he, he came in for opening day and he looked pretty good too. And so we first thought, well, it's just, you know, cold blah 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 but then today comes out with five strikeouts I didn't get a chance to see some of the velocity so I'll be interested to see him again this is a guy who wasn't a 40 man last year back off of it but for all the bullpen woes the Tigers are going to probably perhaps experience it is good to see him start off the season like that just innings and nine strikeouts it's impressive
1: yeah you know he's a guy that uh he's he's always had great numbers in the minors and we even had a whole big oh, discussion okay like a month ago about supposedly he had changed his delivery in some way or, you know, trying to get his arm. uh, But we always thought he was just kind of smoking mirrors, you know, it's a low nineties fastball and kind of did it by like a a sort of small or sidearm. But uh, yeah, you know, if he's going to go down, if he's going to be in triple a and he's going to produce, then he's going to give himself a chance. So that was good to see.
0: Yeah. And there was, and this was, like I said, just look at ignoring the stat line here with risky. I thought he did a really good job of commanding and mixing. It. There was a good pitch right there, too. And just look locating because the strike zone this weekend was kind of like that was I that should have been a strike
1: right there. I thought so too. Yeah, there's one where he walks, it was definitely a strike, uh, or he walks a guy. But uh there uh well I was gonna point out uh la- first start of last year. I remember texting everybody, I was like, Look at this bum. His first start <laughs> of last year. He went two-thirds of an inning, four hits, five earned runs, one home run, one hit batter, two strikeouts. That was in West Michigan. And then, let's see, he – and he had a six – like three starts later, he gave up six earned runs, and that was – yeah, and then he was basically good for the rest of the year. So, yeah, it's – you know, like you said, don't judge the stat line too much. That's why we put these videos for you guys so you can see. Because sometimes it works both ways. Sometimes a guy strikes out like ten guys, and it's really just Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing special. Just one of those days where the team was out late partying or something.
0: <laughs> or uh, what is it? I've I always remember there were stories about when anytime people go play the Lakers,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you
0: know, traveling, do the traveling and, and partying in LA. And that, that could well, see that. Okay. That curve didn't wasn't exactly popping over there, but still, nevertheless, it was good to see that. And, the, and there was somebody on Twitter who was like, well, why would you post the start? Because look beyond the stat
1: line someone said would you post the start why
0: yeah like something like oh there's nothing you didn't have a good start well did you
1: watch it yeah all right well you know what these are prospects the yeah see there's a big bomb and yeah that was a fastball that was kind of right down low in the zone and you could see it here it's right down the the pipe yeah Uh, so that's his fastball can't play there (laughs) not many guys can really yeah oh there's a nice pitch yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's got the the slower curve that he's able to drop in every now and then, and then he's got a couple shorter, like that's a slider right there that I, I thought was a strikeout, but um yeah, it, it was, uh, like I said, you know, anybody can have an outing where they give up two home runs and it looks awful, but he really only gave up three hard hit balls. Two of them just happened to go over the fence. The rest of it was weak contact and. You know, you see the defense kind of letting them down occasionally. I think that one was rule to error. And I want to say that they ended up scoring a run um, on a sack fly, maybe.
0: Yeah. But, that, that, yeah. yeah I, I believe this. Maybe it was a sack fly on that. But either way. Yeah. You know, Dan, yeah geez, Dan Griffin. Good old Dan Griffin there. Hey, Dan. Good to, good to hear from you. And uh, his comment on Facebook was My start for the big club. Yesterday is a great example. One bad pitch and a dominant start on the other side made Mize not look so good. When he pitched, when he pitched pretty well. well I, I I would agree with Dan on that. I think that
1: yeah, it, it, it wasn't Mize at his best, but but yeah, he, he pitched fine. It was you know sometimes you make a mistake and, and it's uh, very poorly timed. Right. Other times, you know, Justin Verlander cool. kind of uh, kind of yeah, his changeup still works at AAA. Um, yeah. Justin Verlander kind of made a career out of uh, or at least with so, the. Athletes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. like <laughs> you're getting upset at the the video of. Um, well, <laughs> that's that's another reason why we we post these videos. So you can see like hey, like look, look at that pitch. That wasn't a strike. You missed that.
0: Oh, uh, wait. Hold on. Here it?
1: Is.
0: How's that? Na- what the, f- what the seriously, what the fuck? So, sorry. 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 I guess it's
1: an inch low. But um What the f? So that that's just, you know, and so you see some some of what happens, but yeah, as I was saying, yeah, Verlander made a habit of his mistakes only coming with nobody on base. So he, you know, he gave up like thirty-five home runs and only seventy earned runs of the season, or something like that. But event, anyway, so that was brisky start. I think you know there's some positive things to take away from that, and and it was his first start in Triple A. Triple only had eight in Double A, so there's going to be some growing pains there. I think. Uh,
0: yeah, but- I and mean, the only person that really, I mean, in terms of bad appearances this weekend, Alex Powers, who the Tigers signed. As a minor league minor league free agent, not too long ago, got lit up. You were talking about the bullpen the other night on Saturday night, where he lost nine nothing. Alex Powers went out there. He's kind of a veteran, anyway, so it's not really.
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to
0: dispute. Unexpected. I'm not trying to disparage it. You know what I mean? But
1: yeah. yeah, and and I think you know Del Pozo. I think got hit up pretty hard, but uh, you yeah. know the reason he was removed from the forty man. I don't know if we want to move to Erie.
0: Yes, let's move to Erie and. In terms of some speaking of good pitching performances, and this is something that I've had a spirited debate with a friend of the show, uh, Mark, about this, and and so I understand what he was saying, and and we'll get to that in a little sec in a second. But today, you got to I mean let's let's give let's give credit to the Erie offense. I mean their lack of thereof, but at the same time, they are able to take on the best of the the. Cleveland, excuse me, Cleveland pitching system. In terms of prospects, they faced a darn gauntlet, Chris. This was a gauntlet of, in terms of even just power pitching in, in some of the best pitching systems overall, which, by the way, I forgot to mention that Zach Houston, who was a triple-A, got sent down to double-A. So that was a move that was made beforehand. Mm-hmm. But let's look, at, let's look at who Erie faced this weekend. Let's start with uh, Friday's game. I'll let's yeah, I'll start it with Friday's game. I should start. Logan Allen. Yeah, Logan Allen. Logan Allen is a top 100. He's a top 100 prospect, right?
1: I don't know if it, he's not a top 100 of Baseball America, but he was a like a second round draft pick, and he's he might be top 100 somewhere. He's certainly a normal prospect, probably a future big leader.
0: So the SeaWolves were able to get five hits, but they were enough as Reese Olson took on Logan Allen, and Allen carved up the SeaWolves to the tune of nine strikeouts, but he did allow four of those five hits, two runs, and those runs came off a homer by Dave Myers in the fifth inning, and then was Cabrera scoring or sc- scoring on a double after he doubled. Then it was Quincy Import
1: who- Which yeah, apparently it's a Neporty, which Neaporti. I was not. And you, normally that E is is silent, but uh, Neaporti, yeah.
0: yeah. So Niporty drove him in. It was one that gave him the other run. And Gage working to start off the week, the weekend badly. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little later. But Reese Olsen, good, solid outing, four innings, one hit, one walk, seven strikeouts. And you can tell it's kind of a pitching count because it's early in the season. And I believe, yep, I also have his highlights here too. So the reason why we wanted to talk about Reese Wilson Reece is because the fact that there is that. The, t- the Tigers got him from Milwaukee and, and there was kind of like this, he does have some sort of reliever risk, but honestly, Chris, I thought he pitched really well this weekend. I thought that he was able to keep in terms of keeping, he kept batters off balance and i did a good job of changing eye level.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Reese Olsen has pretty good stuff across the board. I, I think the fastball is a, a plus offering for him with movement. I think the changeup is a plus pitch. I think the breaking balls are above average. And, 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 you know, Baseball America has this double-A Akron team as one of the 10 most loaded minor league teams in baseball. And, and it's not just the pitching. They've also got uh, George Valera and Brian Rocchio, who are top 100 prospects. They've got Bo Naylor, who's a potential big leaguer. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the main thing that will always stuck out with, and we saw and saw Reese Olson's first start with West Michigan last year. And it's the same thing that, that we saw before. He His delivery just is not... Typical of a starter. It's kind of got that weird hesitation and slingshot action to it. But uh, you'll see some pretty nasty secondary pitches and a few uh, bat missing fastballs later.
0: Yeah. Which, and, uh, and that's always an indication at double A, if you can start missing bats with your fastball, of how good your stuff is. So both Toledo and Erie had, oh, that's a nice pitch right there. Both Erie and Toledo, by the way, had some shaky camp. This, like, when I was trying to cut the video, it was kind of a like, yeah. All over the place, but uh, yeah,
1: sometimes the eerie uh microphone goes into like mosquito vision where it's just like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. And I remember a couple of years ago it was LSD night at the park. Remember where, it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a fast boy hung up there, but yeah. still got an output
0: for it. But either way, I thought that I, in the way he is, let's see if this is, yeah, that kind of downward the, action to it.
1: Yeah, some really nice dive to his changeup. Like, I, I think I could – I made the Hooligan comparison.
0: He was aiming for that one there.
1: I, I made the comparison to possibly to, to Alex Lang, where he's a guy who, who might be really good out of the bullpen. Because the fastball, he's got plenty of velocity. But like Alex Lang, it's probably going to be, like, the least of his pitches. It just doesn't miss a ton of a bats. He, he can miss it, uh, bats with it.
0: There's a good pitch there.
1: Yeah, but his, his secondaries are good. And so if you get him out of the bullpen for an inning, or possibly two, and he's throwing, you know, sitting ninety five to ninety seven instead of you know ninety one ninety-five, I think you might have something there, but might as well keep him starting until he proves he can't do it anymore, you know? Yeah. And that was a great for Saki. I think he only made four starts at double A last year and had one decent one. The rest of them he was having trouble throwing strikes, but so this is progress, and that's that's all we really want to see, right? A little, little bit improvement.
0: That's exactly that's exactly it. And Chance Kirby, by the way, came out there through th- three innings of scoreless relief, allowed one hit, struck out two. And Yaya Shadouf, which is a big James Shipman fan, is, went out there and got the save, and he yeah. had a shot three.
1: Yeah, and, and I, uh, you'll see it up there t- tonight or tomorrow. I put together Garrett Hill's first start, which actually I thought was really impressive too. Now, Garrett Hill's 26, kind of a fringe prospect. He's in the back of some some prospect lists. But uh, he's a guy who re- really locates his fastball well, showed some decent breaking balls, and he's got a really nice changeup that uh, they were actually saying that he might have been working on a splitter. I don't know how much to believe that, but a couple of them have pretty good split action. So he gave, he went four innings. Only hit he gave up was a bunt single and struck out six and walked two. So, yeah, some decent, uh, decent arms there. Uh, you know, good depth, if nothing else. And he talked about, like, the, the hitters. It's only three games, but here he went 2-1, and, and and you you mentioned Logan Allen. They also got Daniel Espino, who might be the nastiest pitcher in the minors, and then they got Tanner Burns, who was a supplemental first-rounder, I think, from Auburn.
0: Yep, that's right.
1: So, yeah, some ugly numbers this year are, uh, so far. Eric De La Rosa was just 2-for-12 with seven strikeouts. Gage Workman is 1-for-12 with seven strikeouts in a home run, and his home run was an absolute bomb, like a rainmaker off Espino, so... And we figured something like this would happen with Workman. This is a challenging assignment for him. He struck out a lot last year anyway in the lower minors, but he improved quite a bit after his first month at West Michigan, so hopefully he'll make an adjustment here too. Daniel Cabrera was just 3-for-12 with five strikeouts, and he's still basically swinging over every breaking ball. I don't know if that's going to work in the future. Uh, hopefully he can make some adjustments, but it, that seems to be a problem for him, and it's, it's been a problem since college. I thought that he might be able to improve, but not so much yet. And then today's starter was Austin Bergner. He went three innings, three hits, two earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts. I think we're going to take a look at him, uh, maybe doing one of our breakdowns, because he's a guy who's been speaking on to some, some prospect lists. So
0: Yeah, because I'm interested to in seeing a little more what he can offer, and he's, it's kind of a newer name. One name that was mentioned that was on Twitter, I think it was that, uh, Mark Rosh mentioned, and I and I, I have been a fan of Chavez Fernander, who made an appearance today. Came in, to, he, he was also he pitched really good. He pitched, I think, was it a third of an inning in Lakeland during spring training. He was in the Arizona Fall League. I He's a,
1: think he came for one, one of those instances where like the stud had to pull a starter, and so they have like a set number of pitchers they want to pitch, and if if that doesn't go right, they bring somebody like an emergency pitcher. And he came in, it was like I want to say he threw one pitch or three pitches or something like that, and got out of it.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah, they, I think they had two runners on or three runners on. I can't remember the context of the situation, but either way, that's a guy who could see, I honestly could see him in the Tigers bullpen by the end of the year if the injuries keep piling up because he is a guy that was kind of a relief. He was a swing man last year, but now is going towards late, late relief. And so, depending on what happens on the injury side of things, Dylan Dingler got a home run today. So that was an encouraging sign. And I know this was kind of a strange thing to notice, but too, Kerry Carpenter, it was one of the few Erie SeaWolves did not strike out this weekend. Quite a bit, he actually was able to get on base.
1: He hit a home run in a game. I think he hit a double. Yeah, he had a yeah. yeah. He 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 looked pretty good. Uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys we don't really know what to make of because they jumped him right to Double A, and it felt like kind of out of need. And in a hot uh, May last year that you know they started the season in May. And then it just was kind of average for the rest of the season. And you don't, I don't know, I, mean, I don't really consider him a prospect, but if he's going to perform, then that's certainly helpful. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll hit his way to Toledo at some point, but it's, you know, he's a lefty with some power and, you know, it's nice to see him continue to, to go out and hit. And so the Seawolves
0: will hit the road, to take on Somerset this week. That will be starting on Tuesday. I forgot to mention who to, I should have mentioned. It's really about Toledo and what their next series is going to be. And I'll mention that here in just a second. But the Mudhens, Hens, or West, the other team will get to, start on the. We were the only team that started on the road, which is the West Michigan Whitecaps. But let's see here. So Toledo will be starting. I think they're going on the. I want to say they're going to St. Paul. I really, I really think so. Double check. They were going to Iowa, but I think no. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. So they are. That series kicks off on Tuesday as well, because Monday is the universal off day for all minor league baseball, which is. Fantastic gap. Yep. They'll take on Iowa starting at 738, so a little later. Usually games start around 630, so it'll be a little later because of central time, what have you. So now we move on to West Michigan, and there's there two debuts. Chris paid attention to Ty Madden's debut today. I went and focused on Tyler. It was yesterday we were drawing, like, okay, I'll take I'll take West Michigan. Chris, you get Erie, And during the entire time we're texting each other, like
1: uh, nothing new. Uh, nothing new in here. Uh, in the area right now. Yeah, there some, it wasn't great on Saturday, but <laughs> Sunday was was fun.
0: Yeah, the uh, and the West Michigan. We'll get to the bats because I thought the I thought of all the teams this weekend, I thought the overall, I was very encouraged by the West Michigan Whitecaps because they were able. The Dodgers also have some really good studs in their system in High A. And it came out and handled they, they handled them pretty well. I mean they kicked off the weekend opening on Friday, five to one victory as the bullpen shut it down. Parker Meadows with a home run and overall pitching wise, you're looking at Guzman came out, and it was another thing you were like, Oh yeah, Carlos we were thinking about maybe doing opening day and going down the midland, and then you go, Ah, Carlos Guzman's the start. Nah, we've already seen him. Nah. And they <laughs> and they yeah, comes he went, out. Yeah. Go
1: ahead. No, you're absolutely right. Like, it was mostly we wanted to see one of the new guys pitch, and that feels bad because, I mean, you saw Carlos Guzman on Lakeland last year. I don't think I've ever actually seen him pitch in person. But he wasn't yeah, all
0: yeah. Didn't you I see him know. at West Michigan in 2019?
1: I Maybe briefly. I don't know. He was in, in, in Lakeland all of last year, I think. Hey, Dan Hastie. Yeah, Hey, Dan Hasty. He? Um, That's there. What is it? wonder where he got all those stats.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like he calls a game or something. I don't know. It's crazy.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. Guzman, um, yeah, he was he was really good. It was nice to see. And uh, yeah, as he said, that the other starters were just as good for the most part. It, like you focused on Dylan Smith's outing. I don't yes. know what you saw there. Um,
0: As far as Dylan Smith goes, I thought that he was – I thought he got ahead in the council early. He He – he recovered really well after – I think it was a home run he allowed. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but uh, oh, I have it in my notes. My computer is now deciding today, hey, you know I, what? Hey, we're going to run slow today. It's also well, been I,
1: running really good. I can uh, talk, oh, about, I, talk about time if you want.
0: Uh, No, oh, okay, okay. So I have it. So he recovered really well after that home run. He only pitched three innings, but I thought his off-speed stuff looked really good. His fastball was able – he was commanding his fastball well. The, in terms of what Smith can provide, I think this is a guy who, he looks like a starter. I mean, this is just one start, of course, but you know, always kind of look at okay with prospects, does a relievers or not. But I don't know. I thought Dylan Smith did a really good job with the secondary pitches and keeping the loom bats off balance. Overall, I there was because it, it was a piggyback thing. It was Jack O'Hulahin ah.
1: Jack O'Laughlin.
0: yeah, sort of well. And then this is a guy you mentioned and did a good highlight clip of. And that was the uh, that was reliever uh Gardinia.
1: Dario Gardeya, yeah. I think he Dario two innings, Gardea. five strikeouts. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um was, that's uh that's helpful.
0: Yeah, so. and the, the one thing I want to say about Smith, he was able to elevate his fastball and get some swings on that. So that was his fastball command. It was I think he was trying to feel for his slider a little bit, but overall I thought that it was an encouraging first start and they were able to win the game. And that oh, that's a nice stat there by uh, Mr. Hasty there. The combined whip from Guzman oh, yeah. Smith and Madden 0.40. And see, I feel bad. See, I, Dan Hasty this year is spoiled, and rightfully so, because last year, the West Michigan Whitecaps staff.
1: Eh, well, hey, you know what? That, I mean, they ended up having some decent. Uh, like Adam Wolf had it to put together a solid season. Yeah. Bergner and White came out of no and the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always. But yeah, he has. They're more highly rated guys this year for sure. Uh, yeah, he, was,
0: and, he was spoiled on offense last year. Now he's spoiled on the pitching side. Well, and and offensively speaking too. I mean, let's not get ourselves.
1: Well, so I have to say that that I was very encouraged by what I saw from Time Madden today, um, and and you know, people may remember around the draft, you know, he was a guy who was ranked like twelfth or fifteenth in most, uh, you know. the sites that do these sorts of things and then fell all the way to the Tigers at what, the 32nd, 33rd pick, something like that, maybe be- below. And people were trying to figure out why. And then, then all the, the talk was like, hey, you know, his fastball uh, really gets hit hard when it's up in the zone. And uh, it only plays down in the zone. And that's not how people play now. <laughs> so I was like, is this going to work? And uh, you can see I, I put it out on uh, the TMLR uh, Twitter account. I don't know if you saw it, Raj, where I compared his, his mechanics. The Tigers have – Altered his mechanics slightly. Uh, and you can see, I, I've got a prop here. This is a Toledo Mud Hens baseball from the year 2014. Nice. Uh, I don't really need the baseball, but what they've done, I'll see if I, I do this. I don't know. People on the show or l- listening won't be able to, to see this, but basically he was, uh, who cares? We're just going to, we're going to No, no, that. no, no. But no, basically, no, keep,
0: keep well, on I'm on not right, going right.
1: to do the... I could do it from my, my chair anyway. So he was a guy who, who pitched basically right over the top. And to do that, he kind of tilted his spine back when he was throwing. It would come right over the top almost. And, and our buddy Brian Sikowski pointed that out when I put the videos next to each other. He said there's a lot less spine tilt now. So what the Tigers have done is, yeah, you can see the video right there. It's not synced up perfectly because he is now – he has now added uh in his windup. He's putting his glove above his head, which he didn't do before. Uh and you can see yeah. On the right video he's tilting more to the left and the, the the his arm basically comes right over the top toward the zone. Is They've, it
0: just is it just me Chris by the way is he rocking back more at Texas versus when he's here?
1: No, that's exactly that's exactly what uh, Sikowski was talking about. That's his spine tilt. His his
0: okay. That's what spine, spine tilt is.
1: Backward okay. and the arm is coming right over top. And the the Tigers have changed that, and he's now a little bit more direct. And his arm slot has dropped a little bit. It's still kind of a high three quarters, but it's not directly over the top. And the result of that is his fastball was playing really well up in the zone today. Like he got a lot of swings and misses up with the fastball, which was supposed to be his big weakness. And he was sitting ninety two to ninety eight with the fastball. And some of the ones, I don't know if he's throwing four-seamer and se- four seamer or two-seamer. Dan would know this better. Uh, some of them had really good life up through the zone, like like kind of exploding uh, two-seamers. Uh, now, early on, it looked like this change was to the detriment of his breaking ball. His breaking ball was really good in college. It was, it was a filthy slider, and it was – I've compared it almost uh, to like a splitter at times. Because of that over-the-top delivery, he would break kind of straight down, and in – batters would swing over it. And the first few breaking balls he threw today were ugly. They were like hangers. And in fact, he gave up a home run to the first batter he faced on a a hanging breaking ball. Uh, And and so they kind of stayed like that for a few innings. And then in the fourth inning, he came out and threw five straight breaking balls and they were all really good. It was like, oh, all right. he figured it out. (laughs) Uh, And so those were like, the first one registered at 68 miles an hour. And I don't believe that. It was like a, you know, it was a lollipop breaking ball, but I don't think it was that slow. And the other four were like 81 to 85 and, and hard. And it, you know, I think he he might've thrown like seven pitches in the fourth inning. Uh, and he also broke out a changeup. I saw one changeup, maybe he threw two, but it was nice. Uh, um, There you go. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. So that one, I don't remember that being a particularly good breaking ball, the one that Dan's talking about, but maybe I'm mistaken. It, that That's another video that I'll be putting up. Uh, I've got it all clipped, So we'll be putting it up, but, yeah, so he basically he got the breaking ball later, and he had the changeup, like I said, only one of them, I think, but it was 84 miles an hour, so good separation with fastball. It seemed to have some nice fade. I don't know. Like, I was really encouraged. Uh, I think people should probably be pretty excited about Ty Madden. If, if, this, if his fastball is going to play like that, and the breaking ball comes back to him that quickly, I think he's going to move really quickly. So, yeah, they might have nailed that pick.
0: Definitely, definitely. And there's, well, there's one thing about, I know that I I asked Dan about the radar gun over there in in mid lane. He said it was kind of, it is kind of hot. So uh, let me put up, I should have done this in the first place. I don't know why I didn't, but I wanted to put up uh, Dylan Smith's first start or the, because I separated the clips because Mm. I should have just put it all together and I didn't for whatever unknown reason. Yeah, I Uh, did. It was, yeah, but still, I. I love doing video. I love doing videos. We did. We, Chris, you did a hell of a job today, man. Seriously. Oh,
1: I did. You know, I, uh, all I had to do was ignore my eight-year-old.
0: <laughs> do you have a mustache on again?
1: No, he ended up uh, going to grandma's.
0: Oh, okay. But, oh, uh, yeah.
1: That was an awesome Winslow Perez yeah. play that sometimes the camera work up there in Midland's not the greatest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do like the broadcasting team, though, because they are they make some really good jokes during that. Yeah, yeah and, and right. they're, See, that cur- right there, that.
1: That, that, yeah, I mean, it's a hard curve, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might call it a slider. Although, yeah. I think he, he throws a slider at like 85, 86, yeah. too. So, that's definitely a hard curve. Yeah, I mean, he's got two – I don't remember seeing any change-ups, but the fastballs, low to mid-90s, good athletic delivery, repeats well, breaking balls.
0: He's throwing strike. I mean, the, the came out throwing strikes, too. Very efficient with his pitches, and there you go. It's just yeah. – that's why one of the things that – I one of the biggest things I liked about his start, too, Chris is that he's, he's a quick worker and goes back in there with his mechanics. Just kind of, like I said, I, I, I like, I love kids that can quickly work when They're when pitching. So it just makes it a lot easier,
1: but yeah, I just
0: want some good tailing action to it.
1: Yeah. I think he uh, he's definitely got a good arm. And like I said, it's an athletic delivery that what, 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 <laughs> 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 but I mean, one of the things that appeals about Dylan Smith is he still seems like He's got room to grow. He's got yeah. room to add some more weight and, and theoretically more velocity. So, but even if he doesn't, oh ouch! It, he looked pretty good right now. So, yeah, I mean that's a pretty darn good uh, draft haul just with those two there. And
0: uh, by the way, we're going. We're going to be going to West Michigan's home opener on Tuesday. So there will be a pregame show and a postgame show. So that's my that's my goals. I want to go out there and if we're lucky. I don't know, Dan, Dan might know this or not if he's still listening, that we'll get to see Wilmer Flores.
1: Well, like you said, it's, it's, I think it's either going to be Flores or Keita Montero, and, and either way, we're going to see some good breaking balls, I think. So
0: yeah.
1: it'll be all right. Um, we didn't – I mean, you, you touched on, on Parker Meadows, but I, I did want to talk a little bit about the Whitecaps offense this weekend too because it was pretty good. They, uh, Austin Murr is too good for high eight, I think. I mean, we talked about it. I thought he might start the year in double-A.
0: So Montero is, is is, Dan is confirming in our face on Facebook that is Montero on
1: Tuesday. Okay. All right, All thank right. you, Dave. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Austin Austin Murr six for ten this weekend with what four walks and one strikeout? Is that right? Three walks and a strikeout, something like that. Uh, four walks and a strikeout, two doubles. He's he, he's got a big league approach. He's got big league uh, back to ball skills. The only concern with him is because he's a first baseman slash corner outfielder that, that he needs to hit for more power. And we still haven't seen it over the fence, but a couple doubles will be fine. And if he's going to hit 600 with an on-base percentage of a billion, I think it'll be okay. So I, I think he may, again, it's only been three games, so who knows, but I think he may move up to Double A pretty quickly this year. He may pull a, a Lipsius. Lipsius was there for, what, three weeks last year and then went up to Double A. So that's good. And, and you, you mentioned Parker Meadows, and I will say Parker Meadows only had three hits this weekend. One of them was a bunt and two of them were home runs, but I mean, we kept hearing chatter about him, him looking better in spring. And he got a couple of appearances in big league camp and, and hit the ball hard. And I think it's real. I don't want to get too crazy there. And again, this is like his third go round in West Michigan, although one of them was at low air. but the, the quality of contact seems to be much better. He almost did a home run earlier today before actually going deep. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's a promising development there. And then Colt Keith. Colt Keith, I want to say, started off like 0 for 5, 0 for 6, but he's got a, a pair of doubles and a triple. And he almost hit a grand slam today to the opposite field. He missed it by a foot or two. We put that clip up there. So yeah, that's good to see. He's hitting the ball hard. And I think, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, he smoked a ball, but it was right at the center fielder. So, yeah, I think uh, it's been fun. And Eliezer uh hit a home run today after – I think we talked about it. He was up in, in West Michigan twice last year and never hit. I don't think he hit a home run until the final at bat of the year, and it might have been off a pitcher. I want to say, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, second game this year, and he goes deep. So that's nice to see because he's a guy that we, we root for because he's got some good offensive skills. So I don't know. It's been fun watching that offense so far, and, and hopefully they'll they'll bring it with them back home. Andrew Navagato has been putting up good stats too. So Trey Cruz, yeah, we true. didn't.
0: I was so pumped about Trey Cruz doing well. Oh, he who, who pulled his hammy? Ooh.
1: I don't I don't uh, uh who I pulled the hammy on YouTube. Um but uh yeah Cruz had a a double from oh Alfonso pulled the hammy? That's a bummer. Um, yeah, Trey Cruz had a double from uh, the right side and and a double from the left side, so that was good to see. So I don't know, been been a, a fun weekend there for the Whitecaps. Thanks, yeah, Michael.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean Yeah, much appreciated, Michael. Uh, and it, Murs just pick up where he, we we saw him left off last year. I thought we saw him in Lansing at a really good series. There was able to show really good patience at the plate. I know that is a big fan of him because of where he, where he played college ball at. But I don't like I, the fact that you can come in to West Michigan like that after spending a little bit of time and adjusting so well uh, last year, and it continues this year. It kind of shows that he's just not. It's not just a, a fly-by-night kind of thing. And so, especially, maybe that's why they signed, uh, uh what's the guy's name? Uh, Quincy. Newport. Newport. Newporty So if Newport ends up going to AAA, at some point, you could easily see Murr going to Erie. And if he continues to do well there, who knows? Because Meyer, Dane Meyer is also what you use in the outfield. He played left field. So yeah. Meyer can play anywhere.
1: I love Dane Myers, uh, his, his batting stance reminds me of like, uh, Chris Davis. Yeah. Chris, Chris with a K. He kind of stands straight up and he kicks his leg out like out, out over the plate and then swings, uh, like, you know, swings from his ass as they say, and he did a hit a home run the other day. So yeah, it, uh, I don't know he's, he's a good quality, uh, power bat to have in any lineup. I don't yeah. know if we want to finish up with, uh, with Lakeland.
0: Yeah, let's finish up with Lakeland.
1: So yeah, they just went one and two this weekend, but, uh, some really exciting young players on that team and, and some impressive starts for a, a couple of them. And also, we, we had a couple rehab outings down there. I, I posted it the other day. They had Willie Peralta go for two innings. Then Alex Fido came behind him for three innings. And they both pitched really well. And we imagine they'll be moving up pretty quickly. But today was the return of Wilkel Hernandez, who hasn't pitched since August, uh, late August of 2019, and I don't remember when, what year it was. He, he was uh, the guy who had the velocity increase in spring camp, or it was, it was uh, Instructional League, I think. And then, yeah, sure enough, he blew out his arm after that, and then, you know, the COVID year. So he hasn't pitched in forever. But he went out there and and put together a pretty strong start today. It was only two and two-thirds innings, but I think he only gave up uh, one unearned run. 56 pitches, 11 swings and misses, eight on the fastball that, that got up to 95 and a half. So, uh yeah, just good to see him back on the mound. And uh you know, hoping that he can he can get back on track cuz it's kind of funny, you know, he he and uh he and Elvin Rodriguez both came to the Tigers the same summer from the Angels. And they both uh, had some promise and and for a while there I thought Will Kell was more promising than Elvin Rodriguez Rodriguez and and Elvin Rodriguez made his debut with the Detroit Tigers today, something that I did not expect. And he actually shut down the White Sox for two innings before. You know, kind of going off the rails there in the third, but
0: yeah. But to be fair, though, I I think I
1: wouldn't wouldn't blame that on him. That's uh, asking him to get nine outs against big league hitters is a bit much. But that's again, that's early in the season. That's what's going to happen.
0: We did see Jack Anderson, who was a, pitched at Florida State, make a Lakeland debut. So that was good to see. He pitched today, scored a inning of relief, pair of strikeouts as the relief core is again going to be probably going to be it's going to be a long year for that relief core down in Lakeland um you can look at the offense Santana today had a pair of hits um Manuel Sequeira another hit uh Pacheco soft also had a pair of hits as well and the i think the most incur- one of the encouraging lines there was the play of Chris Myers
1: mm-hmm. from the
0: University of Toledo and we got quite a bit of pop on there on Twitter when you uh, tweeted, even though we had no video. But it was good to see yeah. this first baseman get some some pop there.
1: Yeah, I think he, didn't he win the the Mac Triple Crown last year before the Tigers drafted him, or he yeah. was Player of the Year, so like
0: yeah. champion I believe, or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, you, you kind of he had a rough pro debut last year, so it's nice to see him start off hot. But you would you would expect a college kid to kind of take the a ball of the woodshed. And, and, uh, now that he's doing it, it's good. Yeah. He, he crushed a ball 115 plus miles an hour for a home run the other day. But that was the the thing about Santana's hit today. He had the, the longest hit of the, the game, 407 feet, 108 plus miles an hour off the bat. He doesn't turn 19 until like Thanksgiving. He's an 18 year old. The tigers do not send 18 year old kids to blow a full season ball very often at all. Yeah. Um, I think you know the Riley Green. I don't know if he was still eighteen at the time, but he he you know he made it up to West Michigan uh, in twenty nineteen, right? And you know before that it was like Willie Adamas and Domingo Leba. So you're going back eight nine years. So yeah, this Santana he's got five hits already in three games. He looks like he could be the real deal, which would be very nice. As we've discussed many many times, the Tigers don't have a great track record in the international market. Roberto Campos is is off to a decent start. Four hits, not uh, not any power to speak of yet. Uh, one double but
0: he's hit safely that. in every game so you can take that some you can take solace in that
1: <laughs> no and, and we saw him briefly in, in spring training he hit the home run you know on the one uh, opposite field home run sort of like oh okay that power is legit and then we got to see him show off his arm which looks like an easy plus arm too so the, the uh you know the prototypical right field tools are there he just needs to to you know learn how to hit throughout the minors and uh, so good start and you mentioned pacheco he's off to a solid start three for 11 a couple of walks and a double. So, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the exciting, uh, most exciting lineups in the organization just because of all the young talent there. So we'll be keeping an eye on them for sure.
0: Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I am Cuban and I'm 18 years old and I am already in low A. Oh, nice. Michael, Meyer, Michael Mayer coming through with a clutch, letting us know that the there's two teams now in, that, in the FSL that Same
1: have the Mets, team. right? Well, let's check out that Lakeland schedule to see when they're playing at St. Lucie.
0: By the way, I will be in Lakeland. I'm trying to confirm everything right now with a friend of the show, Tiger Miley Tracker, but I'm looking to hopefully go to Lakeland June 1st through the 3rd. So I'll be down so, for when uh, Bradenton comes into town.
1: Bradenton. Right. They are at Bradenton starting on Tuesday. So we'll be able to get a video of them all week, which is fun. And then at St. Lucie, uh, the second week of May. So, more video then. So, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, I... more. Oh, they're at Bradenton again in what month is it? In July.
0: What's going nice. to be nice about Lakeland nice this year is that I'll have better camera equipment and all that uh, down there. So, I'm looking forward to hopefully hopefully the rain rains off or hopefully it holds off rather when I go down when I go down there, hopefully Chris, if you can make it, if you can't, I know, like I said, I'll try to get as much video as I go down there. Cause it, it, it becomes almost a necessity at some point to head down there at least once. And it could be a, a going ongoing thing going forward, but nevertheless, we'll be out there on Tuesday for opening day for the white caps to kick off the season at home, and I'm now drawing a blank on who they're playing. Wow.
1: They're playing the uh, the Lugnuts, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the Lugnuts. Okay. My apologies. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to... We'll see Willemer Flores this week at some point, probably, hopefully, Wednesday or Thursday pitch for the Whitecaps. Another thing I'm looking forward to in Double in A, rather, too, is if we can see maybe how Dingler starts warming up the battle a little bit. You saw the home run today. The offense, yep, right. um,
1: so that was nice. And uh, well, Chris, what are you looking forward to this week for week two? Uh, I'm looking forward to the off day tomorrow. That's nice, not having a, to monitor like five games or whatever, try to watch the Tigers in, in four minor league games. But um, no, I, I, I think the Tigers have a lot of exciting players at every level now. Uh, you know, I'd like uh, hey, Jordan Marks too. All right, nice, nice. He originally even, yeah, I guess he was there for uh, on, on the original roster. So Jordan Marks was the seventh round draft pick last year, maybe eighth out of um, North Carolina or South Carolina upstate. I want to say, I think he's a native of, of uh, Sarnia. Does that yeah, sound
0: that's right. That, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's right.
1: So yeah. Excited to see him pitch too. I think that he's, he could be a sleeper in the draft class. We saw Brent Harder pitch for Lakeland the other day, the lefty another pitcher from the class. So yeah, that should be fun. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of talent at just about every level this year, you could argue that Toledo is the least exciting uh, with, with just, uh, you know, basically Kreidler and, and Brisky, but then you, you've also got, you I'm know,
0: Cle- Clemens people. You
1: know. Yeah. But I'm saying you've got a bunch of dudes on the 40 man up there too. Daz Cameron, Willie Castro, Zach short, Cody Clemens. There's a, uh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be pretty, uh, pretty uncommon for me to go and look at, uh, you know, a day of Tigers minor league action and go, ah, there's nothing fun going on today. Like there they got interesting starting pitching at every level, interesting hitters at every level. So, yeah, it should be a fun year. I mean, we, we don't have Torkelson anymore, but uh, Tigers fans are okay with that because they get to see him every day. Uh, and also, he's been getting angrier at the mi- uh, major league level than I've ever seen him in the minors. I don't remember him having any kind of outbursts like that at the no. minors. Because
0: he's getting squeezed. I mean, some of the calls this weekend were atrocious. No. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I take the fan part of me out of this for a second. Look at it no. objectively. When you watch that in Bally Sports and some of the calls, he wasn't getting on the outside corner. That's just, like, oh, he's a yeah. rookie. But come on.
1: no. Well, I mean, I, I felt like Akil Badu went through the same thing last year where, you remember that first month? I, I feel like, you know, he was either, he was hitting for power. And then he, st- we saw him walk a ton, right, in, in spring training. And then I don't remember him walking much at all in the first month of the season last year. And eventually, the umps learned, that, like, hey, this guy's got a really good eye. And so they, I think they started giving him the benefit of the doubt. On, and sometimes he would get strikes that were called balls against him. And I bet we see the same sort of thing with Torkelson down the road. I also think that, uh, you know, it's cold out there. And umps are like, yeah, it's a strike. Let's go. Uh, so I, I think he'll be, he'll be fine. You know, Torkelson, he's, he's pressing a little bit like any rookie would in his first. I'm sure he wanted to get a hit because his parents were in town. And, uh, you know. He'll be fine, and uh, it's just a bummer that Riley Green wasn't there with him because I, I feel like Riley Green probably would have had a handful of hits this weekend. Maybe I'm putting too much pressure on Riley Green, but I think he's amazing. So,
0: no, and also the ballet sports kept cutting to his parents, and it was like, guys, enough. I, look, well, I, his parents are in attendance, I get it, but enough.
1: That's, yeah, you know, do, that with, do that with you, too. And, and I don't know if you saw the home run from Jeremy Pena about the, the Astros. They were interviewing his parents and he had a home run and it was it was great.
0: Oh, I missed that part. No, it's
1: it was that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping for like a viral moment where they're interviewing the parents in the home run and they get to share them and everybody cries and that's good. But
0: okay. Well, I, 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 okay, I get that, but still it's just a little I don't know, it's just thought that was a little overkill. But one thing I will say about the tigers before we get out of here, more Jack White on commentary, please. <laughs> I end up I finally Bought a clip of it, Listen to it. I mean, the, his national anthem with the guitar is fantastic, but uh, Jack White is a guest I've always wanted. Like, if there's some way we could have Jack White on the podcast just once, and I'm not, not going to ask him about his music. I'm just going to ask him, like, look, how was your Sunday baseball games in your backyard? I've heard you play Sunday. You play baseball in your backyard. How cool is that? And, I mean, I, of course, I would ask him maybe one question about his music, but mainly would- about baseball.
1: I wouldn't really be able to. I, I know, I don't know enough about his music. I, I mean, I know the popular songs or whatever, and I know some like the rock on tours, but I wouldn't be able to, like, hey, so what about this and that? And, but yeah, I mean, I talked to him about baseball and he seemed like he really just wanted to talk about baseball when he was in the booth. You know, he had his old like magazines. It's like, look at this. Hey, remember when the Tigers would beat the teams and they'd show that icon? I want to see that again. Like, he's definitely yeah. just a big Tiger fan.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, that was, he had a really awesome retro jacket on during the national anthem. And there, there would be one question. I would ask him musically, and there was an interview. It was like the series he did with like, um, it was Bono. It was uh, the, or, sorry, not Bono, The Edge. Still stupid name. The Edge from U2, Jimmy Page, and there was somebody else. I forgot who else. And it was, <laughs> Jimmy Page asked him, he was like, who else is in your band? And Jack was like, I'm paraphrasing, he's like, I'm, I'm playing both bass and guitar. <laughs> you would think that Jimmy Page... Renowned mm-hmm. studio musician who has played for one of the biggest bands in the world would recognize that, and he didn't.
1: Man. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I, we wanna... all make mis- we all make mistakes. I mean, I mean, yeah. it
1: all happens. I, we, uh, we were down we were down at Comerica on Thursday for the uh, the warm up, or you know, the we got to sit there as everybody interviewed AJ Hench and got to see some batting practice and stuff from the Tigers. And I texted my wife Tara that uh, Jack White was there, and all she wrote was. Tell him I want my damn desk. And I was like, what? And she reminded me that one time she, she found a desk online that she loved. It was like a mid-century desk or whatever. And she tried to buy it, and, and they agreed to it. And then Jack White uh, swooped in and took it from her. He got it. before <laughs> her. They're like, oh, I got, I got to got it to Jack White. And she was like, ah, I want that desk. So if Jack White listens to this, come on the podcast, and you don't have to give us the desk.
0: Yeah, just talk baseball. We won't, seriously, I would not. I just want to talk about baseball. That's all I would do. I sound like a fanboy right now, but I don't really care, honestly. So uh, thanks for listening to the Tiger Man Report. Join us on Tuesday for the opening day at West Michigan as we'll be traveling out there. And we'll probably do a little bit of a pregame show maybe. And, of course, the classic postgame show, which is now almost kind of like a coming thing where people are like, where's the postgame show? And I will be joining the the Woodward Morning Show tomorrow morning at 8.30 as uh, we'll be talking Tigers. So if you want to –
1: do they okay so sorry there are other uh their other show is called Big D Energy right there's Big D Energy there's a Morning
0: Wood is it Morning Woodward yeah
1: okay all right I just wanted to make sure that we're, we're keeping with the, the phallic references C- carry on
0: yeah so um yeah it, I'll be on there talking about the Tigers and tomorrow I'll be going there officially at four o'clock and there'll be there'll be a lot of announcements tomorrow in the afternoon so about everything and, and how Things were uh shape up going forward, but the Tiger Buddy report continues on. Thank you for everybody, by the way. It is what's today's date, the April April 10th. 10th. April yep. 10th. And in the last, probably in the last day and a half, I'm not kidding, we've gained over 325 followers on Twitter. So thank you. And thank you for everybody who checked out the YouTube stuff. Content ideas that helped out earlier the a couple of weeks ago. We asked what kind of content you wanted. You want more player breakdowns. We're giving you those. We're giving you more of just not just the highlights, even if a player struggles, we were going to give you the whole thing. So, yeah, 300. We, the goal for 10,000 followers and the goal, and really another couple of Patreon people. If you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Tigers Minor League Report. So, myself, I'm right beside me is Chris Brown. We'll see you next week. We'll do week two. Every week, We'll there'll be a podcast. Hopefully, Jake will be joining us next week. And, uh, We'll see you Tuesday. Have a good week, everybody.